The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. She's an Olympic champion. He is a two-time Olympian. Together, they're figure skating royalty turned NBC commentators. And now, they're pop culture icons. But more importantly, they're best friends. NBC presents Tara and Johnny. Here's Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir. Hi, Hi guys. guys. <laughs> okay. Hey, Jay. Hi, Tara. Um, okay, so guys, we are really, we're, we're great professionals in everything that we do. And part of that professionalism comes with us sort of doing a pre-talk, almost a pre-interview of one another before we get on this microphone so that we at least have some semblance of an order or we, ideas yeah, of things that we're going to, to discuss. Yeah, we try to write down topics. It, it, it never really happens. I we think never talk we about any of them. every topic. Yeah. Um, but we try, you know. We go off on tangents, but... This week you know, we got we, nothing. We really... <laughs> we're going to start with that. Yeah, um, this has been a week where I'm just sort of waiting to die, unsure <laughs> about you. But um, it's just one of those weeks where we go about our lives and do normal things. And everyone has highs and lows, I do believe. But, you know, this week just in particular really was not interesting. Well, what's funny, Johnny, is I feel like you always have amazing stories. Funny things happen to you. Little little moments that make me laugh and hopefully make our listeners laugh. I mean, sometimes I have those. I, I would like to think, like, when I look <laughs> back on my week, like, I think of a lot of, like, funner, fin, fun interactions or funny moments between Todd and I or just something random that I did that's, like, fun to talk about. And I'll write it in my little, like, note thing in my phone. Nothing this week. Just nothing funny happened at all. There's yeah, just... <laughs> I mean, so we're really selling this podcast well, guys. So tuck boring in. boring life. Yeah, um, I, I, um, I mean, we have things that we could talk about um, in, in, that are going on in the world, but Tara and I like to keep this podcast like a safe bubble for everyone where we can all just laugh and be happy for a moment. There's a lot going, out, uh, going on out there in the world with the kneeling and North Korea and all this stuff, but we want you guys to feel safe in our bubble so we don't get into bubble. all that, which, which lends us to talk about things like the fact that I do believe I've started menopause this week. Um, you know, <laughs> um, so well, that's an exciting thing that happened. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. I mean, you know me, I have seasonal depression when it's hot out and it, we're having a, a legit heat wave here in the wild east and <clears throat> it, it upsets me to no end, but also I cannot seem to get enough sleep, um, 14 hours, not nearly enough. And I don't have a lot of motivation. I have hot flashes in the middle of the night. I don't get real sweaty like my mama did when she went through it, but I just am exceedingly hot when I'm sleeping for these 14 hours, hibernating, if you will. And I just, I can't find a nice thing to say about anything or anyone. I feel like you belong in Winterfell. <laughs> you know, no way, up north. I Sansa. Feel, I feel like you should have been born into the Stark family and um, just lived up there by the cold... You know, by the wall. Snow drifts and by yeah, the wall. The, you know, the wildlings, I, I definitely would have hooked up with a wildling. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, That's just your type, actually. It really is. Those mountain men, the Viking fur sort of cape situation dragging through the snow. It's very chic. Now, Game of Thrones update for Tara Lipinski. Where are you? Um, I'm 
I'm up to date. So I guess wow. that's an exciting thing that happened. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> I mean, that's the most exciting thing that has happened all week. I'm up to date on Scandal. I but mean, how do you feel now that you've seen all of Game of Thrones? Okay, there, I have so many emotions, okay? Don't um, do any spoilers because people will send us anthrax in the mail. Okay, so I feel like I have so many emotions when it comes to Game of Thrones because, you know, as we, we neared the end, we're in the seventh season, and I realized it was over. And this binge-watching you know, uh, event that was happening for Todd and I, we literally would talk about it. He'd be like at work and be like, I can't, I can't wait to get home and watch Game of Thrones. And someone like me who's like, he's like, oh, let's go out tonight. I'm like, no, 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 no. We got to go home. Got to watch Game of Thrones. Like I was seriously obsessed. Like we spent an entire weekend indoors. I didn't see sunlight. So when we were getting to the end, he wanted to cherish like every moment. He wanted to watch the behind the scenes. He wanted to rewatch something he thought he made, you know, maybe was dozing off to the night before. And I can't watch things twice. I'm done with it once I've seen it. And at the same time, <laughs> except I like, for Snow White, right? Except for Snow White. Um, speaking of Disney, that's probably happening. We'll get there. Um, but I, I felt like a, a huge sense of relief when it ended. Because I think I, I'm getting my life back. You know, I'm not um, as obsessed. <laughs> You're not a shut-in anymore. With Game of Thrones. In, in a way, I love it. I can't wait to see the next season, which is like nine years away. But <laughs> I actually feel like this sense of relief that it's over and I did it and I got through it and it was amazing and it's everything I wanted it to be. And um, I I don't know. I, I need to find – I keep telling Todd, like, what is our next show? What are we going to do? How do we, like, spend our late nights in bed watching Game of Thrones and now we don't have it, you know? So yeah. um, there were some shockers, and I don't want to give anything away, but, I mean, I love this show so much, Johnny. I never thought it was going to be for me, the Game of Thrones. Me just neither. because it's a little sci-fi, it's a little fantasy, but once I got into it, it's real hard to stay away. I mean, it's real you just become so invested with. I mean, I love every character, good or bad. I'm just, I like want to be in that show. Yeah, I, I mean, feel like I want to live in that show. I don't know where. I, you, I mean, you would definitely be in Winterfell. I don't. I mean, I love the Starks, but I just don't know if I would live up there. It's a bit cold. Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't see you living where Khaleesi was living. I see you. I actually kind of see both of us. In, in many ways, you more so than me in like a high garden situation. Oh, you know what? That's where I would live. You're so yeah. right. I would be in high garden. You'd be and in like high garden because not King's there... Landing. No, too much. Not King's Landing. I no, can't. certainly not. I would draw... you, know what? you know what's funny when we're watching this show, Johnny? I don't know if you have. I don't. I mean, we have watched a lot of movies together, so I don't think you have the same problem I do. But it's like an inside joke with Todd Cap and I is that. When I'm watching TV, and I bet a lot of women have the same issue that I do, what is your TV watching style? You know, are you silent the whole time through? Are you, you know, talking? Are you asking questions? Todd gets so annoyed because I ask so many questions and I commentate the shows. I don't know if it's (laughs) our, you know, our job that seeps through into my, you know, normal everyday life, but I literally commentate the shows like little, you know quips here and there and then he says I do this thing that he he thinks is so funny that I don't just ask a question because I'm like Todd I'm just asking a question I mean like every three seconds but he's like the way you ask it you are so angry Tara like if something's going wrong or like you don't exactly know something that you probably shouldn't even know because that's the whole point of the show you'll find out later I get angry I'm like great what who is this 
Well, I don't. you enjoy you Jeez. enjoy the gift of foresight. You like being able to predict the future. Yeah, it's control. like control. For the last three years, Tara has been trying to control and predict the next Olympic champions in all of the disciplines. <laughs> yeah, and that's just something you do. When I watch the TV, when I watch TV shows, especially good ones, I like to watch them in silence so I can have my own emotions towards what's going to happen, and I can have my own sort of connection with the audiences. Or with the with the characters, not audiences. My own um, that just my own emotions and feelings. If I'm talking the whole way through it, I won't really feel anything for anyone because I'll be too busy, you know, trying to sound like a pompous ass talking about my thoughts. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm I not actually it. thinking about my thoughts. I don't know how um, <laughs> how they come across to the bystander, but. It's just like a, an immediate gut reaction that I have to speak or get upset or, you know, whatever I'm feeling. I mean, especially in those scenes in Game of Thrones where we get gory or we know what's coming. I am that person that's like, don't do it. And I mean it. <laughs> don't do it. And Todd is just like, what is happening? You know, it's funny. One of our first dates, like we did not know each other well enough for me to act like this. We went to a movie theater. That had, like, you know, the food, the drinks, like, the, I mean, we literally had, like, a lay-down seat. It was amazing. And um, so I'm getting off track. Beyond that movie theater, it's amazing. We watched this horror movie. I can't remember Schomburg. at the time what it was. Um, yeah, Schomburg. Schomburg. So, guys, we went to a movie theater in Schomburg when Todd Cap came out for Escape America. Um we were co- we were Moment. working commentating and and Schaumburg, Illinois. Yes. Um, it's where we were, and we went to one of those fancy movie theaters where you we can did. lay down. And I think you can order wine there too, but we did not. I mean, I, that's the only way I want to watch a movie now. But anyway, <laughs> we were watching this horror film, and I legit screeched and squealed like it was the Olympic Games all over again. That type of like high. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It was horrifying to me, but I didn't use my inside scream. I didn't use my inside voice, and I, like, lost lost it in the movie theater where everyone turned around and started laughing. Um, yeah. And that was, like, our maybe third date. It's <laughs> so, great. I mean, I'm glad. Hey, you're, look who you're, you're going to marry. <laughs> you're a strong and liberated woman, and it's better he learned then that you're a screamer. You know, it's it's better when you're you you hold all your cards kind of face out and everyone can yeah. see for the most part. Agreed. I mean, small secrets are best kept you know, to yourself, like what your bathroom situations are and all. But, you know, if you scream during movies, he should know that. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's not, I only it better screamed, not be think, embarrassing to him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I only screamed once through Game of Thrones, and it was when Jon Snow's ass came out, and it was kind of shocking how small it was. Um, <laughs> and I was expecting something more. But he's just like a little, he's like a little pocket Jon Snow. Like, he's just a little guy. He's more, <laughs> you know, sort of your... <laughs> pocket Jon Snow. A pocket Johnson. He's just a little guy. He's like five six or five seven. I mean, he definitely would be, you know, the the king of of your sort of heighted person, um, your little <laughs> village there. Um, okay, so a short moving on from Game of Thrones because we are not Game of Thrones theorists or or um, conspiracy people. So I went back to school. And we were going to talk about this last week, but we got too into discussing e-games. And thank you all so much for your uh, comments and things and on our social media and support <laughs> for our <views>. of, <laughs> of banning e-games from the Olympic Games. But um, I went to school. And um, just to get back into it, the reason I went back to school, and when I say back to school, I sit in an office with one professor <laughs> because I can't commit to a full class, is that I learned Russian like how most babies will learn Russian and they know 
what to say and why to say it, but they don't know the reasons why they're saying it. So um, they don't know the grammar and you don't know sort of the rules to the language. So I went back to learn these rules and why I say the things I say. Um, Full report, it has just become exhausting uh, to use my brain like that again. I haven't been schooled. I can't even remember what year I graduated. It was either 2000, 2001, or 2002. No idea. I didn't go to my graduation. was too busy. Um, (laughs) So I haven't learned since then. So sitting in a room for an hour and drilling uh, pronouns and uh, prepositional case versus nominative case. I mean, what what do those words mean to you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we talk for a living, and I think for the most part we sound pretty intelligent when we're on TV, but pluralize, plural nominatives, what? that can't possibly be a real thing. Still have no idea what it is. And there are six six cases in Russian, and I don't even know what they mean in English. So I, I'm having – I'm struggling. Um, <laughs> struggling. <laughs> I, it, it really – drowning um, in your Russian. I'm drowning in my Russian tutorings, and I brought it on myself. Um, I actually rose up to um, my team <laughs> just a couple weeks ago because, again, like summer – August, September are pretty much my lightest months of work. Like I – work the least, and especially the year before the Olympics when all of the skating shows and stuff for the summer are over earlier so the skaters can prepare and whatever, I've got a lot of time on my hands to fill. And not a lot of people do stuff or start new projects in August, September. People film pilots and for things and whatever, but um, there isn't a whole lot going on. So I yelled at my whole team. I was like, guys, I'm super excited to tell you I'm taking Russian, but I want you all to know I should not have any freaking time to take a class. Right. I should have no time on my schedule to husband hunt. I do not need time to take a class. Like, load me up on the work. And they all just kind of like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I'll have one of those mommy holds courts calls every year around this time just because I'm bored out of my mind. Because I the season for us hasn't started yet. I'm but not don't moving you and shaking. I mean, I enjoy that. Like, these two, it's true. Like, these two months you know, are, are light for us. But I feel like it's like every year it's a time to be thinking about things outside of like our normal job of like what we're going to do next or other, you know, things we want to pursue or, you know, and that takes time. You have to like work I've on got that. dreams. Right. I've got dreams. I know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this is a really interesting conversation. Uh, moving um. on, you know what we have to get to? So we had fan call last week, which was a lot of fun. People seem to really like that. Bridget. Uh, this week, we both knew our girl after going through the submissions. She's Hundreds of submissions hilarious. from you guys. Thank you. And this worst date story is amazing. So our question was, who is or, or what what has been your very worst nightmare of a date? And we got some really funny ones. But this one, <laughs> like this one beats out any dating story I've ever had or you've ever had, I think. I, mean, I don't this, go on dates. Right. So, I mean, definitely beats out yours. I've had yeah. some interesting ones, let me I tell mean, you. have had some doozies. <laughs> I've had some hey, doozies. Hey, Terry, you know what? You know what? See that bag sitting on that table over there? Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Inside joke. <laughs> we can't tell you guys that one because it would hurt someone's feelings. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if the, he had feelings. The times that I, like, I love looking back and... 
like when I would tell you about my dates and just like the funny stuff that would happen. I I mean, I just remember your face most of the time. It was just like, <laughs> well, it was so distressing because you're Tara, you're that girl that will. And we've talked about it on the podcast before. If someone invited you on a date, oh, I'll go. You went. Yep. Yeah. Don't 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 <laughs> no, threaten me with a good or a bad Not time. Not only will I'll I go. go, I'm open to whatever. You know, fine. Tuesday night date <laughs> with someone. You know, I just met walking down the street. I can do that. But the real <laughs> problem is, I just I, in in my day, I could not say no. It just someone would ask me for my number or, you know, ask for a date, and it just was no in my head. But yeah, yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> that sounds so lovely. <laughs> I love In and Out Burger on a Wednesday morning. So they, so so I, I don't know. I am sure my dating life produced some amazing stories, but we got a good one for you guys. So let's get her on the line. Um, yeah, are you ready, is, Jay? Gonna, yeah, I mean, so this is week two of Fan Call with a K as, um, you know, a subsidiary of Fan Corner also with a K. Yeah, and if you, guys you haven't be part been listening, too. Johnny likes Ks and calling our little bits something with a K, and I hate it. So Well, it's only because Benner has completely revolutionized that the way that famous people us. work. It, it's all kind of, it has nothing to do with us, but it, it it's funny to me because, know, you know. I know, I know. Yeah, I respect anyway, their business savvy, but I just don't like them. Yeah, fan call with a K. Today we're talking to Annie about her most embarrassing or worst date story. Let's get her on the line. Hello? Hi, Hello. Annie. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> How are you? I'm so good. How are both of you? We're doing good. We, um... We're excited about our second fan call. We thought your story was amazing. I laughed at I mean I was I was about to start yoga and I was laughing <laughs> through like tears as I was reading this. I thought it was really funny. Um and Johnny and I both said salad girl 100%. <laughs> this <laughs> is the purse girl. This is the story. But before we start, we'd like to like get to know you. So Annie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? Give it to yeah, us. how old you are if you're sh- if you're comfortable sharing that sort of situation. When was your first canoe trip? All of these <laughs> things are important to us. Oh my god, I haven't been in a canoe in so long. Um, <laughs> Neither have uh, I. Well, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. I'm a high Woo-hoo! school English teacher. Oh, bravo! And Thank you for your service to started, our youth. I just started figure skating in March. So I've well been uh, so I've been at the rink learning sort of the basics. So that's kind of my new hobby I've been doing. Oh, that's awesome. Now, Annie, what what led you to start figure skating? Um, Yuri on ice. Oh, awesome! Good. Well, th- thank <laughs> you for supporting that and and for you know Yuri on ice fandom figure skating. Hello. Okay. Um, now, what are you finding is the hardest part about learning to figure skate? Um, I'm discovering that I'm much better on one side of my body than the other. Like anything that calls for me to glide on my right leg, either forwards or backwards, it's like I'm learning to walk again. Like it's so hard to do it on the other side. So I always start on my bad side and move over to my good side. Okay, that makes sense. I mean... You know what's funny, and Tara, possibly you can chime in with this is the same for you. But for figure skating, because you rotate in a certain direction and your body's so dominant in one way or another, my left thigh, for example, has to be six inches wider than my right one just for the Mine is too. No, my glute and my quad on my right side are significantly larger than the left. Yeah. 
So Tara and I could take you down with, with our strong legs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look forward to that because your pants are going to be real irregular in the sizing that you're going to have to find. <laughs> it's going to have you're going to have to buy like one size and then cut it down the middle and attach the other side with. Uh, I mean, Tara has to have everything tailored because she's so tiny anyway. But um, you're going to have to have specifically tailored pants for your skating thighs. Just getting you ready. Yeah, or just get really crafty with the sewing machine. <laughs> yes. Now, what is your life like there in Alabama? Are you married? Are you single? What do you do for, for like, living and fun aside from ice skating? What's happening? Uh, well, I am married. Um, I've been married for four years, and um, I have a, a two-year-old son. He's going to turn three in December. And, uh, and yeah, we just, um, we ice skate, we watch TV, we're watching Game of Thrones. Oh, what, yes. what episode, or what uh, season. season are you on? Okay, so right now we're on season four, but I'm one of those annoying people that read all the books. So I, like, know everything, oh. but um, we're, like, super, because we have to wait for our son to go to bed to watch it, so it's, like, one episode and then I need, like, two hours of downtime to, like, decompress before I can go to sleep. So it's, like, a big chunk out of my sleeping time. So we're not going through it as quickly as I'd like. But, um, uh, but yeah, but I've read the book, so I'm, like, a, I'm a big fan. I love, I love Game of Thrones. Okay, so... What a, what a good mom you are, though, making sure the baby is asleep already. See, I'd make mine sit there or lock it in a room. I'm just so <laughs> I got to one watch the Game other. of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I would I probably to watch say. I Harry Potter with him in the room the other day, and he, like, had kind of a meltdown, and I felt like a terrible mom because I was like, the Dementors aren't real, but <laughs> they were very real to him. So I'm sure that I have done my share of scarring my son. <laughs> so let's get back to your story because it, it is a good one. So when was this? When did this this date, this <laughs> awkward date, take place? <laughs> it was my first date ever. I was 20 years old. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I'm 31 now. So it was quite a while ago. All right. Now, so- in, in the email, and, and again, we sourced and favorited your email out of literally hundreds of entries. And Tara and awesome. I were so busy. Like, you know, it's hard for us to read hundreds of extra emails a week, but we do it. And you won, uh, mainly because a salad was a part of your story, and we love salad. <laughs> but, no, um, that is not why. I mean— It's probably why. That's, how, <laughs> that's why I chose you. Um, <laughs> um, but in any event, you said that you were, you know, the ugly duckling, and it took wearing makeup and tube tops until you felt pretty enough for dates. Is that something that's quite true? Absolutely. I was, uh, I tell my students this all the time. I was like, guys, I was super ugly and they will go and find old yearbooks because I teach at the high school that I went to. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, oh. And they're usually like confirmed like, oh God, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Acne. Um, we didn't need to make you relive that. I'm like, yes, I was super ugly. And, uh, and in college, I like decided to start sort of trying. And of course, my version of trying was a tube top. Um, because, you know, that doesn't make you feel prettier. I don't know what does. <laughs> well, guys, also the way that this email was written was hilarious. Um, and very, it was like a chapter book. Right. Like, it's definitely one of Johnny and I's, like, friends. Like, this is what would happen to us. This is how we would chat about something. So you haven't seen the email. So we're going to let you sort of tell the story. But please try to um, sprinkle in some of your, your, your funny commentary on your story. Because it, it yeah, was this is pure, pure entertaining for us. Yeah. Okay, so um, I went to, and this wasn't even in the email, but I went to a Christian college, like a Baptist college, 
in the Ooh. ratio of girls <laughs> to guys, there were just so many more girls there. And um, so I didn't have a lot of options when it came to dating. So I had to turn to eHarmony.com uh, where I met Jack, this nice guy who had in his profile that he was really tall. And, um, and we talked on the phone a few times and we shared some emails and we planned to meet. And um, so Jack lived about three hours away from Birmingham. And the day that he drived up, he got stuck in traffic and he was driving for six hours to see me. Um, so wow. I felt like I was really obligated to show him a good time. Well, you must have had some masterful Wait, those pictures that you posted on your eHarmony site must have been really enticing if he was going to drive six hours to come for a first I mean, date visit. He, I do not know. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure what the deal was. or I don't even know how charming I was or was not, but he made the drive. And um, and the first thing I noticed, I was so nervous, but I had put on, like, my power outfit, which is a purple <laughs> tube top and a white, long maxi skirt. That a girl. Um, a terrible idea, by the way, but um, which you'll see in a minute. Uh, but when I met him, um, I was completely overwhelmed by how tall he was. And I just want to say, in case this guy is listening, because there's no way he wouldn't know it was him, he was so <laughs> nice. He was like you know, the nicest guy, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with people who are very tall. So how tall? He was, I mean, like six nine, but like taller than anybody I had ever seen. See, because I really, like really tall, tall guys. I only like tall, I do too. Tall guys, but when you say really tall, is you're you're talking basketball basketball player basketball player tall? Okay, yeah. nice. So like taller abnormal. than anyone you've ever met. <laughs> so Not when you met him, absolutely. Height. I did, do not remember what his face looked like. <laughs> you know what? I had a picture once with Yao Ming. And Tara, if you don't follow basketball, I'm going to shed some bruh wisdom on you real quick. Oh. Yao Ming is a fantastic <laughs> Chinese basketball player that played in America. And I got to meet him while I was performing there. And I had literally had to stand on a chair and a box to get up close enough to his face so that I could have a photo with him. You know? Like, that. that's how tall I'm picturing Annie's Jack. Yeah, Annie, yeah, in the email you said... Much- you didn't yeah, see his face. You only deal. knew what is his chest and legs <laughs> like. I remember he was wearing Tom's sneakers, and it was before it was cool to wear Tom's sneakers. Right. Um, and, uh, but yeah, and I remember his shirt. But, like, to look up at his face, I would have had to, like, tip my head all the way back. And I was so shy that I felt like it wasn't like I was too good to do that. It was like... I was so shy that I thought, oh, that's way too forward to, like, crane my neck to see him. So, <laughs> so there's I no eye contact the whole time. on this date. No eye contact on this date. No eye contact. God, <laughs> no, I don't so know Annie how just, he, like, survived the date or wanted to see You just stared straight at his waistband. No idea. <laughs> Just um, <laughs> it's so forward to look him in the face, yet you're staring. You know, the, the, the dirty old the one eye, just staring chest, straight yeah. at his straight at his waistband. <laughs> okay, so go on, go on. Uh, okay, so um, we I decided to take him to the Birmingham Botanical Gardens, which are very beautiful. They're these outdoor gardens. It's free to get in, and you kind of can walk around and enjoy. And I thought, oh, that's a nice romantic date. But it was May in Alabama, and it was like. It, the it's like if you've ever been to like the sun, it's like hot, like you're standing on the surface of the sun. <laughs> hot, like I remember Johnny describing how you felt at Tara's wedding, like with the sweat pouring yeah. down your back. It's that dying. Kind of hot. 
I'd never been. It was Hades. It was. I'd never <laughs> been hotter. You would melt. It was terrible. So we're walking around, and it's okay for about the first thirty-five seconds, and then the heat really starts to to hit home. And because I'm wearing a tube top, I'm also wearing a strapless bra. And as the sweat begins to slick in my skin, <laughs> the integrity of the bra begins to be compromised, and it starts to migrate south. <laughs> and it's a padded strapless bra. Right. It's padded. So it appears it's... as though my breasts themselves are moving. <laughs> the jig was up, so to speak. Yeah, like... Exactly. And so I have to fold my arms in front of my chest because I certainly, like now at 31 years old, I mean, I've had a baby. I would hike my bra up in front of anybody now. Like I wouldn't be nervous about that. But then I was too scared to even look at this guy in the face. I was not adjusting my bra in front of him. So, so, so I far. I my arms in front to keep the bra sort of in its place. So, so far, you're not, there's no eye contact. You're staring at his waistband, and you have your arms wrapped around your chest. And (laughs) she's sweating profusely. I I think people must have thought he was stalking me because he was following me around. And I looked like I was trying to lose him, you know? (laughs) Nobody came to my rescue, though. I feel like that needs to be said. Nobody 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 cared. Ma'am, are you okay? Which I feel like I didn't look okay. Well, people are too are too kind down there in the South to really be judgmental and say, ma'am, are you okay? They're just going to talk about it after you've already walked away <laughs> behind your back. They're going to talk about, oh, that poor woman running from that man. Bless her heart. Okay, keep it, yeah. keep us going. What's next? Okay, so um, as we're walking through, he's being really nice, and he's, like, complimenting me and complimenting the way that I look. And I don't know, I don't know that either one of you guys really have the experience of being the ugly duckling, but when you grow up ugly, you become very suspicious of people who pay you compliments. Because it's usually some kind of pity situation. So my like, visceral reaction to him going, oh, you look so pretty, was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Get this away from me. Jesus. I ask you, how dare you? And I was just so offended every time. Now, I have since grown out of this, but I'm, my husband will tell you I'm still not great at taking compliments. Oh my God! Um, so I just want to jump in. in. To be suspicious of compliments. So he was being very nice, and I, on the inside, I was like, "I want to die. I want to. I want to murder you right now. Like, stop talking to me." So wait, I just stop like to jump in. Your standards should be higher. I wait, 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 wait. So I just like us to keep going with this thing. So you're looking at his waistband. Your arms are <laughs> covered around your chest, and you're holding yourself. And he's paying you compliments, and you're you're thinking suspicious. Oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> I right, hate yeah. you. Let's Don't say another nice me. thing. That's where we're at. And we're not even going to yeah. touch on the ugly duckling thing because everyone is beautiful in their own way. And I know that sounds like a crock in many ways, but everyone has the beauty. So I don't like it that you called yourself ugly. No, but, but anyway, continuing on. Phases. So I mean, yeah, I mean, guys, I had messed you... up teeth and braces, and like there were all these kind of situations. But we were all beautiful, so we're moving on past it. But I don't like it. I mean, everyone be Johnny, empowered. Johnny, no, though. I mean, sometimes you gotta be real. Think back to nineteen ninety eight. Me. I was gorgeous. <laughs> With No, I'm not saying you. You were gorgeous. You've always been gorgeous. I had messed I up teeth. I definitely went through an awkward phase. Can anyone remember my bangs, my little ears sticking out before they grew into my head? The like, Polish. Right. I mean, <laughs> I didn't give two 
Well, we can't Two curse rusty on knuckles. This, Two I rusty knuckles. How you look? I did not care because I had other things that I was worrying about. But I understand everyone goes through a phase. But still, I want to empower people not to call themselves ugly. That's oh. the only thing I did not like about this email that was sourced from hundreds. Anyway, very, continue. Okay. You're going to eat Never soon. Mind. We'll fight over this. Okay. Go on, Annie. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, thank you, Johnny. I find uh, I find that I am beautiful on the inside, and everyone's beautiful on the outside. But that's definitely how I felt growing up. Um, well, yeah, we all do. So I, I mean, walking, I can't. Well, I can't fight walking with around the botanical gardens, holding myself, and then I haven't had anything to eat or drink because, of course, I'm not going to do that before a date. And um, I start to feel. In my gut, <laughs> the the sense that it's not like it's not here yet, but the diarrhea is coming. Knocking <laughs> <laughs> at my door. It's knocking at my door. It's saying hello. You might need to find a restroom. Things are about to get dicey. So, and it, like that is. The worst, like this is my first date ever. I've never been on a date before. It's like the worst thing that could ever happen to you. And I was just like, oh my god, this is. So anyway, he he suggests that we go to a restaurant, and I'm like, oh thank God, like they'll have a bathroom, they'll have air conditioning. So I take him to this restaurant in uh, in Homewood near my town called Nabil's, and it's a Mediterranean place, and they make this burger that's stuffed with feta cheese. Ooh. Sounds, and sounds in the like past, a great you know, first date. Conversations, I had like talked up this burger, like, oh, the feta burger is so good. And when we get to the restaurant, he's like, you're going to have the feta burger, right? And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm going to have a Greek salad. My <laughs> <laughs> so stomach can't handle a feta burger. And so that was my deal. So I ordered a salad and like I got to use the restroom and kind of I like did like a pat myself dry with paper towels in the bathroom and I affixed my bra back onto my body. And things are kind of looking up. Um, and then I go back to the table, but I can't eat. I'm just tortured on the inside, and I can't eat. And when he excuses himself to go to the bathroom, I'm looking at my salad, and I'm thinking, I don't want him to know that I can't eat on the state. I don't know why it mattered to me so much, but it seemed essential that I make this salad disappear <laughs> while he was gone. So I opened up my brown leather purse. I opened up the mouth of the purse, and I brought it up to the lip of the table, and I tipped my plate, and with my bare hands, I scraped the salad into my purse. <laughs> and people are witnessing this. Like, people have watched the awkward conversation. Like, this is a close, you know, quarters kind of a restaurant situation. And I didn't use a napkin or a Forks. I just like with my hand, boom, in the purse. And then when he Full came paw. back, I was like, oh my God, it was so good. I ate it all, you know. And I think I'm home free now, right? The, the, the bill is paid, the salad is done, I get to go home. But then he's like, well, let's go to the bookstore. And I'm thinking, this guy drove for six hours. I can't just ditch him after dinner. So we walk around the Barnes Noble, and I'm holding my purse, guys, and I can smell the salad. <laughs> Like Onions really and olives. Potent, like oil and oregano, feta cheese. <laughs> uh, there's olives bouncing around in there. And this is like a nice purse. And then my phone is in there. And my wallet is in there. And my I really eyelash to, like, curler. something maybe at the bookstore. But I knew I couldn't reach into my purse because I didn't want, I mean, it would just be greasy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So good. I feel I'm like wa- I, I would get myself into like this. Sloshing around, slosh, slosh, slosh. I'm walking around <laughs> the 
Barnes and Noble. And then eventually I kind of like managed to end the night and I go home and I had to like spread a towel on my bed and dump my purse out. The purse did not make it. It did not survive. Um, My phone survived. My wallet did not survive. Like I had to like replace things. And um, and then I kind of sent Jack on his way, and then I kind of called him the next day and told him it wasn't going to work out, and I did not date again for six years. Oh, Annie. my goodness. Well, I mean, if that's six your first years. date, it's scary. It's, <laughs> that's, that's what's scarring. out there. That's a scar. I mean, okay, so let's just recap. So we had a slipping brassiere. We have <laughs> shat ourselves. We are sweating profusely. We have poured a salad into handbag so that our date, who was exceedingly tall, would not know, first of all, that we eat, but then also to pretend that we do eat. Um, because I, I was always anti-eating on a date. I've only ever been on like four anyway. But um, yeah, you wanted to show prove that you could eat. And then, you know, you lost a, a quality leather item. So I, did, I feel like yeah. this is... For all of these reasons and more, you won this challenge, and we will. Tara and I will give you a rose um, if oh, this was some sort you. of dating show. This was so. I don't. This story is. Hilarious. I can't wait to hear what our <laughs> listeners have to say about it because it's so good. But stuff like that happens, Johnny. Like I think back, and it's usually like when you're you're first starting to date. Like when I came out of the skating world and um, entered real life, I a weird AF. I was like. <laughs> You know, a lot of things were, you know, just brand new. <laughs> like, it's a whole new world. And what is this, wine? And um, <laughs> so, so I remember one of the first boyfriends I had who was, like, 10 years older than me, um, who probably looked, like, looks back and was like, oh, my God. Like, this was the strangest experience. We really liked each other. But there were so many, like, learning curves. And, like, food and drink come into, like, social dating settings a lot. So, when I first would go to his house and we'd hang out and whatever, he would. Wait, wait sorry. You just, wait, you that would... Is that where you guys dated? Like when you went right to the house? Oh, God. Or... Okay. And it sounded bad. So it that did. sounded bad. So, no. Okay, Annie, no, don't we judge would, my friend Tara. Would, She's fine. No, She's okay, cool. Let me like redo this. So we we obviously did. We went on trips. We went places. But at the time, I had a very small apartment in Beverly Hills and he had a, a very nice home that was fun to sort of hang out at. And so those times where we stayed home and didn't go out to eat, he would pour a glass of wine. And he was like a wine person, loved wine, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't drink yet. Like I, I still hadn't had a full glass of wine out at 24 years old. Never finished a glass of wine. And I would always like feel like I was the cool girl that could have fun and not drink. And when you're in your skating world, that's, you know, that's okay. <laughs> that's what right. you do. But in the real world, you do get some looks. But I sort of felt like I had a group of friends that knew I just didn't really drink and I was still fun. But now I'm dating someone. <laughs> or eat for that matter. <laughs> right. So now I'm dating someone who is like, hmm. But I was too afraid to say no to the glass of wine. So I would have to find interesting ways to get rid of the glass of wine other than actually drinking it. So, you know. I mean, at restaurants, a hundred percent, there would be times where like he would go to the bathroom and I would like spill it, spill it into my water, then ask the waiter to take my water away. I would take it to the bathroom, spill it out in the bathroom. Why? I never just said, hey, I don't want the glass of wine. I'll never know. And he was so confused and he thought that I wasn't liking the wine. So he would get better wine and ask like what I liked about, you know, wine. And I couldn't at that time, I wasn't even drinking wine. 
I didn't know what dry or buttery or oaky meant. So he would get these nice bottles, and I just would take a sip. Um, and, finally, and then dump it in the topiary. And then I finally had to tell him, like, I've never really had, you know, <laughs> a glass of wine before. But I think back to those times where you're like, here's another one. Johnny, he took me. Annie, Annie, now that you're in this. Um, <laughs> Annie, now that you're here. Oh, actually, here. Annie, do you, do you need to go and educate the children of our nation, or actually, are you okay? I do need to go and educate the children, but I, felt, okay, I don't Tara, want to interrupt you guys, no, but it is no, true. I, have I mean, we talk a lot. <laughs> but Annie, Annie we can't you thank you story. enough. Thank you, and we'll get into Tara's so that you can still hear the story. But go, go teach the kids. We're so thankful to you for you know letting us hear and and all of the trillions here your embarrassing dating story. Oh, thank you guys so much. I'm so happy to have talked to you, and y'all be good. Okay, we will. You too. Thank you, Johnny. Right. We need to Bye. take a break. So Bye. let's take a little break, and we'll come back with my other story. All right. Larry here at the NBC Entertainment Party Convention with TV starlet Rainstorm. The Storm, would you care to comment on NBC's exciting quiz game, Tic-Tac-Doe? I like Tic-Tac-Doe in color. Thank you, Miss Storm, for taking time out to speak to us about NBC's fall lineup of fine shows. Over most of these NBC stations, that is. Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. Um, yeah. We're still on the dating topic, um, food, drink, mishaps. Um, yeah. I just gave my wine one, but the same guy, <laughs> there's another funny story. How long did you date this man, this rich man that lived in a Beverly Pro- Hills probably home? Probably like were... six, seven months. Wow. Yeah. And um, there was there was this <laughs> this time where I was learning about life and new things and what people did for fun. And drinking, going out to sushi. I was not a big sushi person. I mean, I didn't have sushi till I was like 24 years old. Um, probably Everything, my parents Life thought, changes at 24. But wait, at this point, have you already had the mercury poisoning from too much red I lobster? Did. Or is that, I did. Okay. I had so that, that, that issue, right? So maybe I'm traumatized and really scared of fish and especially raw fish. But, yep. and I also grew up in, in, a, in a place in South Jersey where my parents... I mean, they still, mama, my dad eats sushi now, but you know, that wasn't like part of our thing. Like we were into the pizza, pasta and grilled chicken. (laughs) So I, I I didn't have like a wide variety of food that I, you know, I grew up on. You don't have a cultured palate. Right. Um, so anyway, but then I wanted, you know, living in LA, everyone loves sushi and there's katsuya and there's all these fun places to go. And I felt like I wanted to, to do this. So he says when I, oh, we should go to sushi. He didn't know that I, I've never had sushi. And at the time, again, sort of like Annie, I didn't tell him I didn't eat sushi before. So, you know, just it is what it is. I was just going to go with it. You know me. I, like, don't think about things till it's too late. I'm all for it. And then I I get I find myself And then it debacle. gets real. So yeah. we he takes me to um, Matsu. I forget, like, the name of it, but it's the best sushi restaurant in Los Angeles. And as I'm walking in, I realize that 
and I get very nervous because usually like the the better sushi places are even more terrifying for a non-sushi eater. You know, like there yeah, there is not the avocado face. sweet potato roll that I can find. <laughs> like it is like raw fish on your plate. And the so sashimi. I and, was terrified. I mean, you still are a little bit like this. I'm weird. You're still, well, you're still that girl that basically just wants a bowl of egg noodles with <laughs> butter and Parmesan cheese on That's it. That's all I want in life. That's all that you are really in exactly. it to win it for is, is buttered pasta. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So we go in, we sit down, and I'm so nervous at this point. And I feel like it's too late to tell him I've never had sushi. So I just go with it. And then I realize I have really never used chopsticks so I'm I'm sitting at the table, like, watching him. And you know, like, people rip him apart and do, like, the little swish swish to get any, like, splinters off? Yeah. I, I mean, all of this is so brand new to me. And I'm like, do I do that? Like, is that something normal he's doing? What am I supposed to do? Couldn't hold them, Johnny. Literally <laughs> couldn't hold. Like, I must have looked just so slow on this date because I, I remember him saying, like, do you want me to get you a fork? And I was mortified. I was like, oh, my God, like, this is happening. And then everything that came out, I just wouldn't eat it. So I'm not the person that's also just going to eat it. So I just stared, like, I stared at everything and, like, nibbled on things. It was but the most uncomfortable is, sushi is he the dinner. Guy, he's putting a piece of fish in his mouth, letting it melt in there, and then he's going, like, oh, the best cup of blah, 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 I've ever no, had. And, no, no. Like, Okay. No, but I mean, he had to notice. I think back now, and I can't remember if, like, he how what actually happened. Like, did he, you know, confront me and say, hey, "You're not eating anything"? <laughs> or he sounds like, like a preening douchebag to me. Just saying. <laughs> no Todd Cap. <laughs> not a Todd Cap at all. I love you, Todd Cap. Um, I love you, Todd Cap. Anyways, uh, now yours. What do you have with food and drink? Okay, so dating has always been a weird thing for me. And and after Annie's call, it just made me realize there's this new dating app that's out there, and a few of my friends are on it. And, um, well, my two other friends, essentially, that are not you. <laughs> I say a few of them as though I have a stable of 50 friends. I've got, like, four. Um, but anyway, um, they were talking to me about it. And as you know, I've gone off of my personal Facebook. And for a lot of these dating apps, you need a Facebook. So there's an algorithm that checks your friends. And to make sure you're a real person, not a robot, blah, 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 helps you make matches, whatever. So this dating app had the audacity to say that since I'm not a Facebook member... I can't join for any less than 199 American dollars a year as a subscription. Now, I thought that that was outrageous, and I got really offended. I wrote them, and I was like, this is discrimination. Um, I am Because I don't have Facebook. I can't, I can't have a Facebook. I don't have enough time. Too busy. Um, <laughs> so I have time busy. to take a class. Um, so um, it's just really funny to me. Anyway, I've gone on very few dates in my life. Even when I became a married woman, I only really went on a few dates before it got real serious and, like, nights being spent and engagement and the whole thing. Like, I did it real fast. So I can say properly I've been on, in my life, perhaps five dates. My very first date was back when I was just a 19-year-old shy gay kid just trying to rule the world of figure skating and i was i was going on a date with another ice skater and he lived uh in the greater boston area so it was a long distance commute for me but we'd sort of made our intentions pretty clear and that's one thing i think about um i don't know how many skaters you've been with but um i haven't been with that many but i think skaters are really clear about what they can do and what they can't do 
So, you know, the dating is really easy. There isn't a lot of games being played, and um, it, it's easy just to get into. So I'd gone up there sort of to visit a bunch of people. Uh, my best friend came with me, but uh, my main purpose was to go on a date with this guy. And we'd met, and we knew each other, and we'd been in a couple of group situations before. But, again, this is my first date. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was, you know, I had my ego in, in, in my in my back pocket as well. And I'd been well-known enough in skating at that point for me to really sort of watch and mind my P's and Q's. And one of the things that I was always weird about at skating competitions and stuff was people seeing me eat. And I wanted them all to think that I was just this beautiful, you know, fawn-like creature that would show up and ice skate and twirl and have no natural human emotions or functions. So, nary a biscuit of food. I never have understood. I mean, I don't understand this about you. Yeah, I just don't like eating in public. It's just something that I don't like. I know. Uh, I don't know why. Because I feel like you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And if the first impression is you like deep throating a a fork of pasta, no one, that's not pleasing as your first experience with a person. So, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd be turned off if the first thing that I saw you doing was just, like, chowing down wide open spaces of a jaw on a burger. Right. Um, so, I'd be turned off. So, anyway, I took these rules to heart. And, um, you know, I don't want anyone to think that I sneeze, blow my nose, eat, go to the bathroom, nothing. Um, I'm just a, a plate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a porcelain white plate and a good outfit that sits there and is stunning. And that's that's my own stuff that I've got to get over at some point in my life. Just waiting to die. And um, <laughs> um, so I go on this date, and he's beautiful. I mean, as all of those boys are um, when we're young like that. I mean, just great skin. He smelled good. He was fine in his way. So there was sort of a very attractive quality of of not being an assured adult male yet, just sort of still a, a juvenile. And it, it was just really a nice date. However, he made fun of me because he went to town just like full-on filet mignon with a starter and a dessert and a coffee. I ordered, <laughs> I ordered a caprese salad to start without cheese or lettuce, so a tomato with no dressing. And for dessert, I ordered a teacup of whipped cream. A what? A teacup filled with whipped cream as my dessert. With strawberries? Nope. Just whipped cream. Straight whipped cream. None of the funny stuff. Just I'm a man. I've got hair on my chest. Just give me the whipped cream in a teacup. So not only, I mean, I won him for a solid two and a half years. He was my first long-term relationship. But, um, you know, it just got... It started off on a really weird foot because I was beautiful. 19 was my best year. I really brought it. I got the abs. I had the joy of being successful. I was happy um, in a lot of ways. And my first date, I really just proved that I had a full-on eating disorder of sorts. <laughs> Did he say and anything? He, it remained a thing in our relationship until the relationship died a very fiery death that it was hilarious that I didn't eat. But then once I got more comfortable with him and wanted to eat in front of him, I couldn't because I'd already set this precedent that I do not eat, nor do I use the restroom, nor do I do anything that a plate would not do. <laughs> so, you know, think of all those horrible, like, supermodel stories from New Yorkers that date supermodels and they just kind of push salad around. That's how I was for two and a half years. And I loved it. I was 
<laughs> just happy to Windex things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy Windexing my porcelain so polar bear. I'm so busy. I'm... You know when you say that I'm late and you always imagine me po- polishing the porcelain polar bear? And guys, that is not a metaphor for masturbating. It is actually Windexing a porcelain <laughs> polar bear. Um, like a figurine. Yeah, and now uh, Johnny got me a family of porcelain polar bears yes. for Christmas that I have to Windex. Yes, thank God. I mean, <laughs> you can't not have a porcelain polar bear, but they're from the Imperial Porcelain Factory in Russia in St. Petersburg, and they're lovely, and they're yes. super cute, but they need constant Windexing. But um, <laughs> I always imagine you coming from some sort of doctor's appointment. Like, today, Tara was a little bit late, and meanwhile, she was just sitting outside the door because our both of our studios won't give us security clearance to be allowed in with our own key card. Um, so we have to wait to be let in. And, um, yeah, she was late. So I just imagined you having some sort of, you know, crazy rubber tubing in your nose <laughs> and, like, something horrible happening. Tara, it's just hay fever. You're going to be fine. I'm dying is what I always imagine when you're late. Oh, my goodness. Uh, God, this has been a great podcast. We've just talked for an hour about nothing. (laughs) I had so much fun. (laughs) Now, guys, this this fan call, I mean, we really had nothing to talk about at the beginning of this recording session. And Annie gave it to us. So we're really thankful to Annie for (laughs) calling in and being our second fan call interview ever. But with that said, we have to have another one for next week. We do. And Tara and I went back and forth a little bit on what our question to you guys was going to be and what to write in about. But I think I've won, and Tara's will do next week. Yes. But um, we want to hear about your strangest animal interaction or most embarrassing if it was, you know, in front of people that you wanted to impress. So feel like anything, like a horse eats your, your handbag, a llama spits in your eye when you're on some sort of family retreat. Um, your funniest animal interaction, I think, is going to be important. And you can write it to us at our joint email address. Um, don't get explicit. Don't be weird. Um, but we have an email address that you can write us to personally. We read every, um, you know, every entry. But it's Tara, T-A-R-A, and A-N-D, Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, fan call, F-A-N-K-A-L-L, at gmail.com. Um, you can also direct message us on Instagram um, to tell us your story. And then by, you know, let's say roughly between Saturday and Monday, we'll let you know if we liked yours the best <laughs> and we'll schedule a call time with you. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. We'll see how this goes. I mean, I was yeah. a, a bit idea. skeptical just because, you know, how ma- I don't have a weird animal encounter. So. I mean, well, I don't know if a lot of our listeners do, but we'll find out. But in the meantime, as Fan Call is a part of Fan Corner, uh, we do have a couple entries to Fan Corner this week, people that did not have a story for us, but I thought they were funny. Um, JK underscore Bear wrote us on Instagram, and uh, she is a new mother, and she's recently become a fan of the podcast, and she has been binge listening something like 20 episodes in just two weeks, honey. So do you want to say a big thank you? Thank you. We Bear? love that. Yeah. And then um, a really funny one. If if all of you uh, may remember, I decided to slowly transition to becoming Bambi at the beginning of summer. I decided that I wanted to slowly recreate my face <laughs> so that over time, when I am Dick Button's age, and I think most of you probably know who Dick Button is, but when I am Dick Button, I actually look like Bambi. <laughs> so the youngest and best version of myself. 
Um, so I started to talk about that possible Botoxy sort of situation that could happen to me at some point. So Stephanie Gomond wrote us on Instagram direct message also and sent us the funniest a sort of screen cap of a dictionary de- definition of surveying. It's spelled C-E-R-V-I-N-E, and it is <laughs> resembling or characteristic of a deer or deer-like. And I just thought that was hilarious. Johnny liked that. I think it's yeah, funny. Ter- Tara's definitely, she got so bored just then she was looking at her phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hi, Tara. Hey, Jay. Um, I miss you so much. Skating I miss season you too. is about to start. We'll have tons of stories. We're excited. We may, it's an Olympic year. We may or year. may not go to Disney World next year. We, no, no, no. Next week. Next week. Yep. Next yep, week. yep. I mean, that <laughs> in, in itself, Johnny, just us at Disney walking around Disney World <laughs> is a reality show in itself. Like I don't even I, know what to wear. I mean, it's gonna be hot. <laughs> it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be amazing. We're gonna fly on Dumbo, and we're gonna need umbrellas though because of the <laughs> melasmas. <laughs> because of the the hot weather, um, our heat and skin syndromes in the sun. I get burnt very easily. Um, well, but you anyway, know what, Johnny? I think we're done. We gotta. Yeah, I mean, this stop rambling, it for this week. <laughs> this this rambling, tumbling. Stone fall of a podcast number forty seven. I hope um, you guys like it. <laughs> yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed it. I mean, I still ha- I have no idea what we talked about, but we really enjoyed laughing. Um, a special thank you again to Annie for calling in for fan call uh, one more time. We want to hear about your craziest or funniest animal interaction, and you can write us at Tara and Johnny fan call at gmail dot com um, for next week's recording. Um, as always, you can follow us on our social media at Tara Lipinski, at Johnny G. Weir, and at Tara and Johnny across all of the platforms. And we'll be excited to see you there. And we're so thankful to literally the 620 trillion of you <laughs> that tune in every week. Um, the audience just keeps growing, and we're so excited that you tell all your friends about us and they start listening too. We, we definitely have spies in the uh, computer wires that find these <laughs> things out for us. Um, with that said... Uh, we're sending our prayers and thoughts and, and hopes to all those affected by the earthquakes in Mexico, um, as well as Hurricane Maria to our fans and listeners in Puerto Rico, your families, and, and all of those in the Caribbean who are dealing with this horrible hurricane season. Please be strong and please be safe out there, and we're supporting you um, from our homes and our families to yours. We're wishing you the best. But I think that's everything for this week, honey. So I feel like we need to say goodbye, no? Yeah, we got to say goodbye. Yeah. Guys. All right. Okay. Well, I love you, and we will talk to you guys next week, and we're really looking forward to joining um, a new fan joining us for Fan Call next week. But until then, we love you, and bye. bye. Do you ever get that feeling when you see a beautiful teenager girl with perfect skin and you want to kill her and take her skin and put it on your skin? We bottled that feeling. This program is brought to you in living color on NBC. The opening and some non-presentation portions were pre-recorded.